Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And all again, everyone, welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and this is going to be a good one, folks. We've got Susan Auten with us. <laughs> Susan is with Indie Do Good. Susan, welcome. Hey, hi, John. Hey, great to have you. Um, I'm excited about this topic and uh, because it's near and dear to my heart. Talk about Indie Do Good and how you're helping folks out there. Oh, well, thanks for asking. And we're so excited to share our stories. So I love this. Um, so Indie Do Good is um, our company that we have really set a vision, a mission to help small businesses that are doing good. And or, or I should even broaden it and say organizations that are doing good because there's some nonprofits that, you know, don't consider themselves businesses, but they certainly are doing good. And we just love helping them out. Um, and, you know, the more good they can do, it's just better for everybody. Uh, let's talk about this may be an obvious question, but I've learned the most obvious questions are sometimes the best ones because they give uh, uh, answers that are unexpected. Why should a company worry about doing good? Well, it's been said, I've heard that entrepreneurs are our next generation of philanthropists. And we really are um, moving into, not that we haven't been there, but I think it's growing, a very dynamic small business entrepreneurial commercial society. And um, by doing good, not only are you helping your community, but in, in, I would almost say every case that I have come in contact with, by doing good, the company is really helping itself too. So there's really nothing that I can think of that's wrong for a company to cast this, this vision and have a mission to do good. And how do we, def how do we define or how do you define doing good? That's a good one. That's a big, um, that's a big subject, right? That's a big, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I need to define that. I would turn it back around um, to the company because it really like all good consultants, which is largely, you know, what we are here is um, we'll turn it uh, any, a good consultant will always answer any question. It depends. And doing good for a company is going to depend on what is really important to them and can help them do a better job and therefore do more good. Cause it's, it's so it's kind of this circular um, economy or circular question that you ask, you know, by doing good, can you help your customers? By doing good, can you help your community? If your customers and your community are strengthened, that's going to help you, you and your business. So there's just this kind of helping each other. And you know what? It's fun and it's really the kind thing to do. And I know I'm anticipating that you would say to your, uh, the folks that you work with, that you want to try to do good for the right reasons, but there really are some benefits, direct benefits to the company uh, that does attempt to do that and mm -hmm. in a sincere way, uh, because more and more 
customers are really and uh, uh, and and other businesses if you're in B two B are looking at the uh, companies they work they deal with right to mm-hmm. to see what kind of work bigger society uh, contributions they're making. Right, right, and you know there's. It, especially in this day and age, there's so many problems that need to be solved and, you know, where businesses can help out, where organizations can help. And if you have an expertise in an area or you have products or services or technology that are doing good, it's not really hard or difficult or expensive. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that we work with that um, give a percent of their profits and profits being kind of the operative word there, that an early stage entrepreneur may not be profitable yet, but when they are, they can certainly contribute to an effort that's important to them in an alignment with their values and with the products or services that they're doing. Um, There's other entrepreneurs that are doing you know, a a buy one, give one, or a buy five, give one. And that, again, is not difficult to do. And it's um, less expensive because it's based on your costs, not on your your revenue or your sale price. So there's lots of different ways. And I've heard of so many different creative ways that people are doing good. Um, It continues to amaze me that it's, it's, it's not only you know, air quotes, the right thing to do, but it's always also, um, it's just not, it's just not that hard. And mostly I, I love having conversations with people and understanding what their do good is. And if they give me this kind of weird look and they don't know what I'm talking about, then I get excited because it's an opportunity to explain that and challenge that. And once they understand the concept, um, it again, it's not that difficult. They get excited about it. So let's talk about specifically about indie do good, and mm-hmm. uh, the the specific services that you offer uh, to your entrepreneurial companies. Yeah, well, appreciate you asking that. Um, our number one um, service, or the way that people enter our ecosystem, is by the simple task of shipping their product. So this may not apply to a technology or a service, of course, but sometimes it, sometimes it, it does because we might ship out um, a component or um, we had one organization that, and we have another one we're talking to now that we're, again, air quotes, shipping out. We're actually helping them do a big mailing. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, but logistics, um, shipping boxes, um, helping uh, companies that have uh, products that are manufactured, you know, in a community different than their own, you know, doing import of um, products, things like that. Um, those are all things that we're expert at. And one thing I say to every um, entrepreneur prospect that I talk to, um, I've never met an entrepreneur whose core competency is shipping a box. You know, it's just it's just not what they what they're good at or what they need to be good at. And even if they're really, um, you know, pride themselves in packing a good box and putting the tape on straight or whatever, we can still do it cheaper because for example, we can buy shipping materials in bulk across all the organizations that we support. So we're going to be able to buy things a lot cheaper than what they can buy on their own. Um, 
So that's the first place that we usually get them to enter. And the one thing I challenge them on too is, um, are you valuing your time as you ship that box? Is that the best thing that you could do for your company or your organization? Instead, should you be talking to more customers, developing more products or services? There's lots of things that only you as the leader of your organization can do. And all the other stuff, try to clear off your plate as soon as you can. I know that it's hard to do that, but I challenge them to think about how they can stop doing A, because if they did B or C or D, they could they could help their company grow a lot faster and therefore do more good. So that's the first thing. Then um, the other two are kind of based on um, my husband slash partners and my strengths. So my husband is an engineer, um, you know, by schooling and by career experience. So there's, again, a lot of entrepreneurs that we've met that they absolutely understand a problem in the market and know how to solve that problem, but may not know how to, you know, design, develop, take cost out, manufacture, or assemble this product. And that's what my husband has done for his whole career. And it's exciting to help entrepreneurs do that. And usually the investment in how much, you know, you pay for, again, that service, if you consider the cost you're taking out by using professional, air quote, engineers that have done this their whole career, that cost that you're saving over the life of the production of the product is the RRI is going to be incredible on that and actually save you money on that, on that project. So that's, that's the second leg of the stool. And the third one, of course, we save the best for last. Um, and that's my um, area of expertise. And what I love to do is marketing, business development, sales, and then kind of the account management or support. Um, and so with these three components together, um, it's kind of like one-stop shopping for a small business. They don't have to go find a marketing agency or an engineering firm or try to muddle through it themselves or hire their cousin Joe to ship boxes. One-stop shopping, make it easy. And I guess, you know, I, you know, I know we're on the radio, but for you, John, I'm going to show you my easy button. Okay. I have an easy button on my desk yep. and we give every new client an easy button because we like them to think of us as their virtual fractional team. If you have a problem that you could use some help solving, talk to us about it. And that's the thing that I really love to do is have this ongoing conversation with entrepreneurs that... Um, and mentor them and give them advice or ideas or suggestions. And probably the one thing that gets me most giggled up in a day is if I'm having a conversation with someone and I see them look down and I know they're writing something down on a piece of paper or they're t- I can see them typing on their, their keyboard as we're having a virtual conversation. That means I've told them something that they find of value and they're going to write it down so they remember to take action on it. And I just love that. And, you know, we don't charge for that kind of service. You know, we really strive for not customer satisfaction because who wants to be satisfied? I want our clients to be delighted. So having those kind of ongoing conversations that will help them, that helps us and that helps their do good effort too. Folks, we're here chatting with Susan Otten and she is uh, with Indie Do Good. So Susan, for those that maybe don't get the connection here, I want to make sure we're clear on this. So 
you advocate companies do good and you've got all these services, logistics, supply chain, marketing, business development. How does all that fit together? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, it is. And it's really funny you say that because on the cover page of our proposal that we send out to prospects after we've had a discovery conversation with them has got a puzzle you know, with all these different pieces on it. And sure. Indie Do Good is that center puzzle piece, you know, that one that's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're not too hard to find, but that pulls it all together. And I think that's the answer to that question is if we're trying to help our small businesses that we're supporting, pull it all together, you know, figure out how they can do good. That's going to strengthen their company. What services do they need to, you know, not try to do themselves, you know, as soon as they can go find someone that can do it. And if you find someone that you like working with, then, you know, one stop shopping, easy button, keep working with them because, you know, who likes to go through that search and discovery process to try to find someone who can help your business? You know, I don't know. We don't do legal services or we, we're not CPAs. We're not going to do financial services, but you know what? We know great people that do. Mm. And so we also will refer, and I don't know about you, but vetting, you know, potential supporters, suppliers, vendors, that's not my idea of really productive time. I know it's, it's very important work and, and the services that those people do are incredible because I am not a lawyer and I will, do not want to be an accountant. Um, numbers kind of give me hives, but I want to help people find those people that we have worked with in the past and embedded and, and trust. It's a lot easier for an entrepreneur or a small business owner to to do that so that they're not wasting time on stuff you know they don't have to waste time on. Yeah, for sure. Now let's um I guess what of those services that you offer, um, what what are some of the big issues that you see right now that uh, business owners are particularly struggling with? Um, that mm-hmm. that you see in your you don't have to mention any names, of course, but that you see yeah. in a pr- preponderance of your clients. Yeah. Well, one thing you know everybody's experienced still is the pandemic, mm-hmm. and a lot of our clients were. And are and still are um, direct to consumer sales via their website, and um, the ones that really were able to swivel quickly and um, make sure they had inventory, you know, that they were able to fulfill the demand because demand went crazy, um, and along with that crazy demand from um, purchasers. The other thing that went crazy that was really hard to manage, um, and I'm glad we could do this for our clients, was the whole logistics. I mean, transportation costs went up. If you were importing, good luck with that, trying to get stuff out of Asia or a lot of countries. Um, You know, and we could help with that because, again, we're professionals. We have staff that has long-term relationships that could call in favors or talk to suppliers that, you know, could help us, you know, through their network. Um, so we also had expertise and we're watching very carefully, especially before, you know, the holidays, the countdown to the holidays, you know, okay. Um, United States post office, you know, their services are not going to get it, you know, in, in time. 
um, first class mail. We got to go priority. Oh, now priority is not making it. We got to go FedEx. You know, we would advise and and give the the business owner the option because as you move through these kind of different steps or different phases of logistics, um, there's an added expense, but sure. you don't want to disappoint your customer. So I think we were very forward thinking and helping helping them with that. Um, and I don't think an entrepreneur, again, it's not a logistics, you know, that's that's not what their core competency is. They could have they could have easily missed the holidays if, for their customers if we didn't stay on top of that and and also be very conservative because the the volume was just escalating faster than anybody had anticipated. So that was one thing. Um, yeah, I think that's probably, you know, that's probably the big one there. There's lots of great marketing agencies out there that do amazing work. And we try to stay on top of the trends and, you know, the issues and um, pull in experts and advisors to help us with our clients as needed, because it's an, the marketing world is an ever changing world. And then on the uh, on the engineering side, the other thing that's really a challenge is um, you know the, again the costs and a lot of um, if you've never developed a product before, you think you have to develop it from the ground up. And one of the best ways to take out cost is just use off the shelf components. You know they're already manufactured, and you don't have to go through the design or the build of a lot of components. So that's the other thing that. Um, again, experience is probably the best, you know, guide for that, that we have the opportunity to help an entrepreneur that, um, you know, you want to, you want to sell at the most reasonable price that you can for your customers, but you want to make a certain, you know, margin or profit so that you can continue to develop good products and, and, you know, supply more components and things like that. So, um, I think, I think it's just kind of based on our, our experience and our connection, so that we have based based again on kind of experience we've had very successful careers in in what we've done so it's a way for us to give back Susan Otten is with us folks and she is the uh, CEO and founder of Indie Do Good so um Susan how do clients find you how does that mm-hmm. how does that typically happen um well we have, we kind of boast a little bit when we get a referral and we love referrals, you know, from people that know us or, and have met somebody who, um, you know, needs services that we can provide. We close, we, we have a hundred percent close success rate on, on referrals. So that's, wow. um, we really like that. Um, but they certainly can email me. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me. It's Susan at IndieDoGood.com. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on the classic, you know, social media channels, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with people on LinkedIn. And usually we start with a, a short virtual meeting. I like to think of it more as, you know, let's have virtual coffee and just have a chat about you and about us and where there's intersections where we might be able to help each other. Sure. Sure. Well, if you're, uh, getting, uh, basically converting a hundred percent of the referrals that come your way, these must be mm-hmm. pretty warm referrals. Uh, number one. And number two yeah. is you must have something unique going <laughs> on that really uh, makes you a lot better than your competitors. Uh, talk about what that unique advantage is. 
Well, I think one of the things that is that is really um, that really resonates with our prospects is, you know, we're entrepreneurs too. We've been in business about five years and um, I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I think I learned that early on in my career. I spent 15 years with Apple and I can't think of a more entrepreneurial company on the planet. Um, and they had um, an attitude of fail fast, you know, figure out what went wrong and do it again, but do it better. And let's not get caught up in the fact, you know, that it wasn't what we wanted it to be the first time around. We'll do it better the next time. Mm. Um, that also spawned that attitude of develop once, deploy many, you know, figure out something that needs to be solved and figure out a good way to do it. And then if you figured out a good way to do it, you could probably apply that principle again and again and again. Um, so we just, um, I think the other thing that differentiates us besides the fact that we speak entrepreneur is, um, I think we're a kinder, gentler, um, business consulting organization. I mean, we do have services like the logistics and, you know, we're providing logo design and websites and social media management and things like that. And the engineering stuff, but because we understand the challenges of being an entrepreneur, we I kind of, I kind of get in trouble around here. I give a lot of stuff away for free. Now I don't want people calling me up and, you know, saying, Hey, I want that free stuff. <laughs> but I think part of it is we are more of a family, an ecosystem, a community of businesses that are trying to help each other out. Um, I tap my clients all the time, you know, Hey, I got this prospect, you know, I think you have a good connection here. Can you guys talk and you could, you could help them out. I mean, I probably make a half a dozen introductions a day mm. and, you know, and that's all for free that those ideas where I catch people writing them down and I get all giggled up about it. Um, that's free advice. That's not, I'm not making any money on giving them good ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want them to be successful. I mean, genuinely successful. We've had a couple of clients that actually have left us and I still stay in touch. I still like their Instagram posts. You mm. know, I still will reach out to them for assistance if I think they can help somebody. Um, I call them graduates of our program. They grew to a point that they thought they could do it better on their own. And who am I to say they can't? You sure. know, I think we do amazing work here, but they had reasons that that were valid reasons. I couldn't argue with them and you send them off with a wish and a prayer and you know what the door is always open it's if they want to come back yay if they're successful on their own yay you know as long as they're out there doing good that's what that's really what matters for sure now susan i would love it if you would share maybe a success story or two um uh, of course, you don't have to mention names, but it, mm -hmm. would, it would be great to hear about uh, a company who has benefited strongly from mm -hmm. the transformational work that you do. Well, um, can I mention names? Is that okay? If, if you want to, okay. if, if it's okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah well, please. Um, just to give a plug for, you know, some of our entrepreneurs that are just doing amazing work. Um, one, one is one of our graduates. I mean, I, I love them to death. It's Fair Anita. They employ 8,000 women in nine different countries, pay more than the minimum wage, pay for health insurance, which really doesn't exist in these three world, third world countries, and they pay for their kids to go to school. Mm. And, you know, they're doing amazing work. 
um, we have another company. One of our most recent clients is called CAV. So S E A A V and um, CAV makes athleisure wear. Gorgeous. The fabric is decadent and it's made out of single use recycled water bottles. Like 80, 85% of the fabric is made from water bottles. Wow. I mean, I can't even get, I can't even get my brain around that. Mm. Um, and, and the founder, McKenna Haas is still in college. She's brilliant. And wow. I mean, who can argue with doing good and take, you know, using water bottles that are clogging the ocean, you know, and she ships in compostable plastic. I mean, and that costs a little bit more than the average bear. You know, you can buy a cheap plastic bag or you can buy a compostable plastic bag to ship the product in. So, I mean, um, we have entrepreneurs that are supporting tribes in Africa with the beautiful jewelry that they're making. Um, that's Nashapai. It's my Nashapai is the website. I mean, every... I, I wish I had time to go down every single one of the entrepreneurs that we're doing. Um, Sunleaf Naturals is one of our longtime clients. They make amazing soaps, candles, um, cleaners from essential oils. I mean, natural, Mm. clean products that are just to die for. And their, their, their shampoo and conditioner doesn't come in a creepy plastic bottle you know, that CAV could make clothing out of. No, it comes in a a cardboard wrap. You don't need that stuff in, you know, you can wash your hair and your body perfectly fine in the products that they make. In fact, they smell so good because they're so full of the, you know, the essential oils. I find myself spending a little bit too much time in the shower. I have to cut it off. You know, it's (laughs) like... It's just this delightful experience. Uh, if I ever get sad or like need a little pick me up, I go back in their section of the warehouse because it just, it smells so good. We have another entrepreneur. It's called Gifton Market, G-I-F-T-E-N Market. Um, that founder has a real passion for he- healthcare workers. She has a subscription gift box um, company. We're shipping out 1,500 gift boxes to frontline healthcare workers, to nurses at, during a nurses appreciation week, we're going to start shipping them the end of this, the end of this week. The probably some of them might even be going out today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, fifteen hundred nurses are going to get a delightful thank you from their healthcare organization that thought enough to buy these gift boxes. That I mean, it's got a little treat in it. It's got you know, it's the company picks what they want to put in it, but. Martha has sourced the, an amazing collection of items. I mean, here's a little tip. If you haven't got your Mother's Day present bought yet, folks, check out Gifted Market because she's got some really, really cool Mother's Day boxes. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out what to get mom, right? I just, you know, mom's got everything. All mom wants is a little love. If you're not in a place where you can go hug your mom, send them a gift box, you know, it works just as good. Okay. Almost. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's, before we go, uh, leave that one, let's shout this out real quick. So gifted, uh, with a D right. Mark no, T T oh. gift 10. Oh, gift 10. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. So, uh, I assume that's giftinmarket.com. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So G G I F T E N market mm-hmm. folks. Uh, yeah. If if we didn't get the URL right, Google it and you'll find it. Right, yeah, so find uh, it. yeah, right, right. awesome, awesome. It's but, great. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, um, uh, that's timely because I'm looking for a Mother's Day present for my mom. So there you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, uh, so what, what's the, uh, give some advice here. So you, you've, and, and this doesn't necessarily have to be about a company wanting to do good. A lot of companies mm-hmm. have their own ideas about what they want to do. Right. And they're, they're, Absolutely. Com- they're coming to you mm-hmm. for help to execute yep. an idea they already have. I guess what I'm right. getting at is you've got a lot of experience as an entrepreneur. Uh, you and your husband do, you mm-hmm. have been around, uh, a lot of different companies and you have, uh, yourself and you have seen a lot of your customers, their successes, mm-hmm. failures, uh, to, get, give us a nugget of advice, uh, in terms of w- w- what you're seeing today and what you think companies really need to be yeah. paying attention to. Right. Right. Well, um, interestingly enough too, none of our clients have gone out of business. So, you know, we must be doing something right together to help them. You know, I give Mm -hmm. them all the credit. They've got great ideas and great energy. So that's a good thing. Um, I think one of the big pieces of advice I have is figure out what you love to do and do that well, because, you know, if you like doing it, you're probably pretty good at it. If you like doing it, you're probably better at doing that than something else. And then also identify what you really don't like doing and, you know, and figure out how to get that off your plate. There's a great book by Michael E. Gerber and it's called E-Myth Revisited. And it's a, it's not a new book. It's an old, it's an old book. Um, When I was at Apple, I actually used Michael as a speaker um, on a seminar series for small business owners. And it, it talks about that, this concept exactly. And the story he tells is, you know, Sally was a fabulous pie baker. Everyone said, Oh, Sally, your pies are so great. You should open a pie shop. So Sally opened a pie shop, but guess what? Sally was not a great pie shop manager. Mm. She just wanted to be in the back making pies. And so she figured out, let me hire a pie shop manager because I hate counting the money and doing the books and all that stuff. She just wanted to make her pies. And you know what? We find that with a lot of our entrepreneurs. Once they, for example, have us do the shipping or have us do their social media posts, because, you know, some people just don't want to write a post every day. They want to, don't want to write a blog post. They don't want to post to social media and tag and all that stuff. Um, once they get that stuff off their plate, they do things like develop new products, more products. I know this, this, you know, I've had this idea for a long time. <gasps> if I have you do this, then I could do that, mm. you know, and it's just, it lights people up to do what they love to do. Why do stuff you don't love to do, especially if it's your own company, for goodness sakes. Sure. You know, you're the boss. You're the boss of you. You know, you can figure out a way to get that stuff off your plate. And it doesn't have to be a big move or a big shift. I always say the best way to start is to start. Just figure out a way you can start moving some of the little things off your plate. And that will create space for the big things, the important things. And that will help grow your business. Great words here from Susan Otten, and Susan is the founder and CEO of Indie Do Good. Uh, Susan, this has been great, and uh, I would—I think we're getting to the most important question, which is for, because uh, certainly you've said some things that I, I, I would think would spark some folks that want to get in touch. So give them your coordinates. How, they, how can they be in touch? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, um, we are based in Minneapolis, you know, of course, here we're out in the Chanhassen suburbs, but Mm -hmm. we support clients across the country. Right. Um, In fact, we have an international client in Canada. Um, My email address is Susan at IndieDoGood.com. And that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I like to think I'm fairly responsive. Um, but sometimes stuff slips through the cracks. So, um, I'm going to even throw my phone number out here. So it's 404, good old Atlanta phone number, 404-401-8546. And, um, or connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Susan Otten that, you know, that's, and we can message back and forth there too. That's another great way. We have all these communications channels these days. There's, no reason why, you know, shouldn't be able to get a hold of me. And we'd love to have a conversation, figure out a way we can can help small businesses do do good themselves, do good for others. Susan Otten, uh, <laughs> Indy Do Good, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you. Folks, we'll have all the uh, Susan's contact information in the show notes as well, uh, so you'll be able to find it there. Um, just a quick reminder that we would love it if you would go find the show on your uh, favorite podcast app. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio would be a good search term to be able to to, uh, find the show and subscribe. And I'm boldly asking for a five-star review for a simple reason. It's not about John Ray. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our guest. Uh, And because we do this work in order to highlight their voices and the great work that they do. So, um, uh, giving us those great reviews helps people find the show so they can utilize the services of, of great business leaders like Susan. So if you could help us out with that, we, we would greatly appreciate it. So for my guest, Susan Otten, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis, St. Paul business radio.